What's up, everybody? This is your bet. I'm the bear, Dominic DeFlippo. We're here for another week of uh, podcast. Dom, this isn't 11 p.m. What are we doing? Why are we doing the podcast so early? Yeah, it's, so early. it's only 6 p.m. We're about five hours early than Amazing. we usually are. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you don't work shitty hours. That's very true. Yeah, so let's hop right into it. Uh, this week, our main topic is uh, Panic at the Disco just like today dropped their newest album, Pray for the Wicked. Yeah, and it's really good. I was. This is coming from two people who are on the on two sides of the same Panic coin. Because you like old Panic more than new Panic. And whenever I got into Panic, that's whenever new Panic was a thing. Yeah. So I kind of like it a little better. Yeah. But like both this, of us, yeah. But this album was like, like this album was like a redeeming. Like oh, it was really good. I th- I still think Pretty Odd is a better overall album. Oh yeah, but this album was really good. And I kind of I I was telling you earlier, like I was kind of going in and like, oh I don't really know. Panic at the Disco is pretty poppy. I think Pretty Odd also benefits from the factor that I think it's the Panic album with the most songs in it. Well, it's not even that. Just like Pretty Odd is so so different than any than any album out there. Because you listen to it, and like it has so many different genres, and bends so many lines, musically. True. Um, but, no, this was really good. This was a really good album. Oh, yeah. And I was afraid it was going to be too pop, pop-y. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't. They really incorporated a lot of jazz. Um, it really made it unique, which they've always done. Well, they've always made it unique. I think it's better than mm-hmm. Death of a Bachelor. So I, th- I think I'm going to stick with that. I, for me, it's tied. Tied. Because yeah. when Death of a Bachelor came out, I remember like the day it came out, I was listening to it at YouTube. It was actually during OhioCon, like three years ago. Mm. Uh, I was in the hotel room, and I was listening to like all the songs. And I I was jamming out that night. And yeah. one of the songs almost made me cry. There you go. Yeah. But. Um, no, I think, no, I think they did a really good job. And like, I was telling Spencer before, mm. um, I was afraid it was going to be like, Hi, I'm Brandon Urey, and I sing hi. <laughs> that's afraid that I thought that was what it was going to be because that's he does it a lot. Because Panic isn't really Panic anymore; it's the Brandon Urey experience. Yeah, which I think he is like getting another. He's getting like Panic Two together because oh, so. he has he has like more bandmates that are like consistent with him, and like okay. I think they were like doing the uh, instrument parts during this album. Yeah, because. Uh, the pop-up concert I went to, that was the debut concert for their new bass guitarist. Oh, cool. And she was awesome. Ooh, lady bassists are so cool. She was fucking rad. And I think he's had the same, I think he had the same, like, regular guitarist during some of Death of a Bachelor, but I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, that's and, cool. And he has a, he has a drummer, too, that's been staying with him for a while. Yeah. See, I was, so I think, like, Panic as a band is coming back as Brendan and these three new people. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. But one of the things um, that I kind of hate, <laughs> the band, it's Panic at the Disco, right? Yeah. And then you look at the cover of the past... Every album. Every, every like for like a decent amount of previous Out, albums. Like most I mean, of their six like, albums out there, six or seven. Is just Brandon Urie. <laughs> like on the cover. Pray for the Wicked, Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. 
guess only death, the... death of a bachelor had him on like the roof and like the top right oh, corner. Oh yeah, vices and virtues had the other guy. Yeah, it was him and was that? I don't know his name because I was never like. I forget his name, but I was that like the other like bigger part of Panic. Probably, I think. After Ryan Vices Ross and... was it Ryan Ryan Ross? Could have been. I have no idea. So probably after. Probably after Vices and Virtues, it was pretty much just Brandon Urie, but because uh, the band had like creative differences, I think, mm-hmm. and their drummer had to go to rehab for a while. Yeah, yeah. So and Ryan Ross just straight up left. And I think oh, he's really? doing his own stuff now. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit like that happens all the time, so it doesn't really surprise me. Bands break up, but Brendan wanted to keep it going, and I respect that. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, at first it was like, and you were telling me that like the bandmates are becoming more consistent, which is good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like literally the past three studio, because there's only six studio albums. Yeah. So I guess the past three were pretty much Brandon Yuri experience. Mm-hmm. There's, there's now a perfectly fine down the like down the middle half between old panic and new panic now yeah three for three and three yeah so no i think i think it's good i think brandon yuri's um spreading his wings a little bit stylistically oh yeah that makes sense i yeah i understand i feel like this one was more unique than death of a bachelor but i I still like death of a bachelor a lot Mm mm-hmm but, I don't know, man. Uh, Crazy Equals Genius and Impossible Year are probably two of my favorite Panic songs, and they're both from Death of a Bachelor. Yeah, they're pretty good. Although That's, this one, wait, no, go ahead. Uh, you do your thing first, because I was just gonna ask, like, what which were your favorite songs from yeah. this? Yeah. Um. Well, Death of a Bachelor, like when that, like the song itself, when it came out, it was like it shook me mm-hmm. because it sounded straight like. Frank Sinatra. I was gonna say you know? that, like, that's the main style that album was going for. It was just Brendan doing Sinatra. Yeah, and that was like, I remember listening to that for the first time. It really blew my mind. So, you especially hear that too in like Impossible Year, yeah. where he hits those like long notes in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he was kind of, he kind of had the, almost that style in his older albums, where it was instead of being super high. And, like, fast, it was slower, and he used his lower range a little bit more. Pretty which, Odd's a perfect example of that. Yeah, and I really like that style of Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you show me their live album, um, All My Friends Were Glorious. Yeah. I liked it, but, like, he he very much it was showcasing his upper register. Mm-hmm. And to the point of where I was like, okay, we get it. You do know you, what I mean? Do you know a fun fact that I actually didn't realize... Until I was driving home from the pop-up concert. Okay. You're going to hate this. Okay. Not one song from Pretty Odd um, during the pop-up concert. Every well, other album had, like, he did, like, one or two. Of course, he did, like, I Write Sins from the first yeah. album. And he did, like, I think one other one from A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Yeah. He did, like, three from Vices and Virtues. And then he did the usual, like, Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die, Death of a Bachelor. Mm-hmm. He didn't do any of the new ones because that was, like, the week Saturday night premiered. But it was like a day before, so they couldn't sing it like yeah. legally. Mm-hmm. So the really? pop-up concert was pretty. Mu- mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I thought I was gonna hear that song debut live for the first they time. They couldn't ever. do it legally. It, it, I forget what it was. Like Brendan, like was on stage talking about saying like I kind of want to premiere a new song here, but like I don't think we can. Weird. Yeah. So they know. did a. I think they did death of, or a, I think they did Bohemian Rhapsody. Gotcha, gotcha. Which they are. Which they always do at their concerts. Yeah, well, Brandon Urie is one of the very few artists nowadays that can pull it off. True. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it doesn't really make me upset that he did it, because Pretty Odd came out ten years ago. Like, you know so how many did, times... So did Fever. Fever Can't Sweat Out was ten years ago. I think That was thirteen. Thirteen like, years ago? 2005 was the Fever Can't Sweat Out, and Pretty Odd was ten. 
2008. God, they're so, so old, but they're still really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, so I was, I went to a concert. Uh, I saw this band Lotus, and I was hoping, like, I listened to a lot of their older stuff, and they didn't end up really playing any of their old stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ah, oh, damn, really should have heard that. But again, like yeah. these songs have been out for so long. You know, they're here for you know their new, their new stuff, which makes mm-hmm. sense. But then I went to see Flatbush Zombies, and they. They touched in their older songs, but again, their older songs were like 2013, and so they're not like that old, or 2000, because they're a newer rap group, so like, so like, it really depends. They, they haven't been a long, like, part of, they haven't been like existing as a group as long as these groups have been, so it makes right. sense. Uh, the only reason I thought it was weird that they didn't do any songs from Pretty Odd during that pop-up concert is because every concert before that, they usually do like 9 in the afternoon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was, like, the only reason I was, like, kind of confused when I heard about that. I was just yeah. kind of like, that's, like, a song they always do. Yeah. Like, they usually do at least, like, one song from, like, each album. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, though. It's still really mm-hmm. cool hearing the rest of the stuff, though. For sure. Hearing I Write Sins at the end and Victorious. Mm-hmm. Them going death metal during the pop-up concert I went to for, like, five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, back to the current topic, their new album... What were some of your favorite songs from it? I don't know. Let's see what the ones I put on my playlist, because I can't really remember which ones I did. I'll just name mine while you're doing that, then. Okay, what's, what's, what do you got? Number one is 100% King of the Clouds. Mm-hmm. I told you this, like, an hour ago, but whenever they released the track list for Pray for the Wicked, uh, the title of King of the Clouds just kind of popped out to me, and I was like, that's going to be the song that fucks me up. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, like, a month later, they made a uh, little, like, thank you fans video for, like, all the people who attended their pop-up concerts. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like an end credit scene where, like, you had to wait a few seconds until the video ended. And then 20 seconds of the main chorus of King of the Clouds started playing. That's cool. And I listened to that for repeat, on repeat, for, like, two days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this song is, like, actually gonna fuck me up now that yeah. I know, like, part of it. If the rest of the song's like this, it's going to be really, really good. Yeah, and turns out, it doesn't mean anything. Turns <laughs> The lyrics don't mean anything. Because, well, I mean, they do, but, like, you can tell the story. Because Brendan made the lyrics when he did a Wake and Bake one morning with his friends and started talking about, like, Space and Carl Sagan and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was, like, the most influence. And they just probably. made, like, music for it, and Brendan was like, I really want this in the album. When do we have to turn everything in by? And the guy was like, tomorrow. <laughs> Shit. So... They put it together, they sent it to their editor, they edited it, and they sent it, like, last minute mm-hmm. with all the other songs. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the five that I pulled out. I pulled out five. Top top five? How many songs are on the album? Eleven. Okay. You have, so, a, good ch- you have a good chunk of yeah. Pray for the Wicked. Uh, hey, look, hey, Look My Made It, High Hopes, Dancing Is Not a Crime, The Overpass, and Old Fashioned. And this is just, I put on a playlist that um, is more upbeat, mm-hmm. and I really like King of the Clouds, but I... I don't know, I didn't, I guess it I didn't, didn't think it was like... It didn't fit the didn't, style of your playlist. Yeah, it might not think of it. But it's definitely one of those things where I'm going to have to go back and listen to it a few more times, because it was really enjoyable. I love that song Re- so Like, much. yeah. Did the whole, I wasn't really, I wasn't disappointed. And like, you sent me a couple singles, mm. and I was like, oh, these are, these are okay. I said but then it was like, most oh, of my okay. friends, the singles, like the day they came out. Yeah. Just because I was yeah. really excited for it, and I wanted mm. everyone else to like, get a feel for it before the album came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Yeah. I don't know. That, though, I think those five are my favorite, but I'm definitely going to go back. Um, the last one on the album, what is that called? Uh, Dying in Dying, L.A. That was really good. And, like, it was kind of more ballad style, mm-hmm. and it was, like, 
still pretty unique because a lot of like, these ballad style pop songs kind of blend in mm-hmm. and it's hard to like, make them stay, stick out and I think they did it really well. I'm mm-hmm. going to make a prediction because I think today also marks Panic going on tour on their summer tour. Cool. I can picture like if you've seen like footage from the concerts whenever they he does like a this is gospel and he does like the piano version where yeah. he like walks out to like the middle yeah. of the stadium and like a platform levitates him and he's playing piano. Yeah. I can picture him doing the same thing with Dying in L.A. Mm, for sure. Easily, easily. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, um, I'm i also going to agree with you. I think I have a, I have a tied for second place okay. between High Hopes mm. and Old Fashioned. Yeah. Because I love the message of High Hopes, where it's just saying, like, sometimes you're not going to have a lot of money trying to do the thing that you want to be good, be good at or the thing you want to, like, make a career in. But just keep high hopes up, and eventually things will be better, and yeah. you'll be good at it. For sure. Yeah. And I like that. I like the message it gets across. Mm-hmm. Lots of good and vibes. The, Lots and of good then vibes uh, Old Fashioned is just a banger. For real, It's just though. a fucking good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was really cool. They incorporated, like, jazz and pop and, and like, trap, mm-hmm. kind of, too. And it was, but, like, it wasn't, like, overbearing and in your face. It was, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, um. I'm trying to figure out where I would rate this amongst the other Panic albums. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still think... It did just come out, like, 12 hours ago, though. Yeah. So... I definitely need to listen to it more. That was just first impressions. But I still I still think Pretty Odd is the best Panic album. But again, because that was just such, such a different album. And so unique. Mm-hmm. But this one was really fucking good. I also loved uh, Old Fashioned, because I got a big hint of, like, vices and virtues in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. feels like it would fit in that album, like, seamlessly. For sure, for sure. And for me, I, I don't know what place I'm putting these two at, out of like a, like one through six list of how I'd rank the albums, mm. but I think Death of a Bachelor and Pray for the Wicked right now are tied for like second place, maybe third. Yeah, I have to go back and listen to their whole repertoire, but... I got all the CDs. On second. There you go. I don't have a CD player. <laughs> I have a car. For the CD <laughs> Let's player. just drive. Let's just drive for a long time. Let's just drive for like... Seven hours and listen to all the albums. <laughs> it's kind of what I did this morning. I just stayed parked in front of the house and listened to the entire, like, 40-minute CD. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely definitely worth the listen. Definitely really good. Uh, I want to give a little teaser for next week for another album coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song from our good boys over at Gorillaz came out recently that you are loving. Hollywood is called? Hollywood. Right? And I listened to that yesterday? It was either yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, and... Well, I was super excited just because I saw Hollywood featuring Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And I'm I love Uncle Snoop. I love <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Snoop. Snoop. <laughs> Uncle Snoop has been consistently my man's for a long time. Comes to all the family reunions, shows up at Christmas, oh, yeah. like kind of drunk, a little no, bit high, blazed as fuck. Not a little bit. That man's <laughs> blazed as fuck always. Kids, come downstairs. Uncle Snoop's here. <laughs> yeah, and this album I haven't disliked. Um, Why? Well, I, I, I know I liked all the singles that Girls has produced so far for the, um I like some this, more than others. This, yeah, same. But what is this album called? The Now Now. The Now Now. That good good. That good I if it was called the good good I'd fucking scream. Yeah, right. So, no, so far it's really good. It has it's like a, I saw somebody describe it as dark funk. I'm like, hell yeah. I, like I can dark, I can hear that. Dark funk. I like that. Totally. So it's really good. It's dark and funky. I tried not listening to Hollywood just because they've released like half the album so yeah, far. Yeah, does it have? Do they have they released the track list yet? Yes, they have. 
Is it really half the album? It's a good chunk. It's kind of like what Panic did, where uh, they kept releasing, like, it felt like a single, like, every week, like, yeah. three weeks leading yeah, up to the album. That was a lot. Because you had High Hopes, and then, like, a few weeks later, you had uh, King of the Clouds, and then, like, what was it, like, three days later, I think the music video for uh, Look Ma, I Made It came out. Well, that was, like, today, though. Yeah. Yeah, so... But, they, like, Gorillaz also did the same thing last year with Humans, mm -hmm. where they released, like, six singles, and that's, like, and it's, like, a 12-song album. Yeah. That's a lot. And it, it kind of bothers me that they release all of the good ones. Because <laughs> then, like, you listen to the whole album, it's just like, oh, that's why they didn't release this one, because this one's better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Now Now has 11 songs, so they released, what, four? I think Humility, five. Hollywood. Fireflies. Fireflies. Uh, Lake Zurich and Sorcerers. So that's five. Fuck. They're releasing a good chunk of the album. I'm going to guess. We're, we, you think we're getting another one? Within the next seven days? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Because I think they did that last year where they released... Uh, Probably the day before or something. Something like that. Or maybe okay. they released like the day of. Yeah, that's what Flapper Zombies did um, for Vacation in Hell. They released one like right before the album dropped. You know what I really want to happen, but it's not going to happen? What? I want another music video before the, the Now Now comes out. Well, I mean, their music videos have just been visualizers. Except for... Except, except Humility. Like, I want one in the style of Humility, oh, where it's like oh, an yeah, actual yeah. music video. That one's really but good. But they're not going to do that, and I know why they're not going to do that. Why? Because animation takes a, a long time. Yeah. And they do the same thing with all their other albums, where they wait, like, maybe a month or two to release another music video. Mm-hmm. Because I think all that uh, humans had music video wise was Saturn's Bars, which was like, hey, we're making a new album and here's the music video for one of them. And then they released like three singles with like visualizers after that. Gotcha. And then the album came out and then like a month or two later, the music video for Strobe Light came out. Mm. And they keep releasing like singles that aren't going to be on the now now. Like they've released like three songs that just aren't on any of their albums. Really? They did... I can't remember the third one. The first one was called Sleeping Powder. And it was just Damon Albarn uh, singing. There was no feature to it. Mm -hmm. And then there was one called Garage Palace. Which was pretty much just like the feature was like the lead singer of that song. Like I don't think Damon Albarn sung at all in that song. Yeah. Which is pretty much what a lot of what Humans was like. Gotcha. And that's why I, don't, I didn't like Humans as much as I did like other Gorillaz albums. Mm -hmm. Because when yeah. I want to listen to Gorillas, I want to listen to Gorillas. <laughs> I don't want to listen to, like, yeah. just De La Soul. Yeah. Or, like, just Bobby Womack, God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Uh, I'm trying to think who else does that kind of stuff. Um, I don't really know. I think that's why I still like Plastic Beach more than, like, any other Gorillas album. Because, mm -hmm. like, there are some, like, strictly featured songs in there. But there's only, like, three of them in, like, a 20-track album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Love Plastic Beach. Yeah. So, Gorillaz comes out uh, the 29th, the Now Now. We'll um, talking about that. Yeah. Go listen to... What is that? What is that? Pray for the Wicked. Pray for the Wicked. It was really good. Pray for the really Wicked good. was really, really good. So, exceeded my expectations, which gives me hope for Solo. Which, <laughs> which I was saying, it really does. <laughs> Shit, the mic. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> no, but... um. So, yeah. The mic. Uh, you had low expectations for this. Which I really should not have. Because we both love Panic here. Yeah. In this house, we love and appreciate Brandon Urie. <laughs> yeah. And we don't back the blue. And we keep don't God back out of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, am I? 
in this house, we love and appreciate Brendan Urie and fuck the police. No. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so now, low expectations now have... for this. You listened to all of it. We listened to all of it like 20 minutes before we started recording and you loved it. Yeah. So And I told see, you that was pretty much Spencer and I's reaction driving home from seeing Solo. Yeah, and now I have like, uh, man, fuck it, maybe it's going to be good too. So, yeah, I'm excited. So let's let's get into some, some t- top t- topics. You want to give that? You want to give that? No, another? I don't. Just going to go with no, it? No, we're just going to fucking go with it. Sure thing. Want to uh, kick us off? I will. Let me just look here for a second. Uh, what's your favorite let's do this shit song okay that is from ej perry to r slash ask credit i really like listening to um take on me by hot i think that I, song gets me jacked i'm not gonna lie i think i have a song from like around the same era that gets me hype like that what is it <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's you spin me right round. Okay, well that's a good one too. I will work out. I, I used to work out to that song back at Kent. Uh-huh. I listen to that song whenever I need to like wake up if I'm like drawing stuff at two a.m. Yeah, it's on the track list for like songs that inspire me for making my cartoon yeah, yeah. on Spotify. Oh my God. That song gets me hype every time, and it's like a meme song. It's like probably like a tier below Rick Astley. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good Cuz like that was the awesome song. That was the song that used to be like everywhere in yeah. like memes and shit. Yeah. Um I used to, what really gets me like when I'm working out, I listen to Slipknot. <laughs> so, like if I need to be really aggressive like mm-hmm. when I was playing football and stuff, my like let's fucking do this would be Slipknot just because it's like hard as hell and like it makes me want to punch somebody a recent one for me is Believer by Imagine Dragons that's a good one and there's a really obscure My Chemical Romance song called Make Room okay I'll have to show you that after the podcast because that's a fucking hype song is it? Mm mhm there's a sick guitar rift in the beginning and it's just this like heavy like heavy beat song all the way through Mm -hmm. it's the it's Gerard Way like screaming into the microphone again It's just a fucking hype song, and for it's sure. also in my track list for Moonwalkers. Nice. Yeah, see, I really don't mind Screamo. Like, if I need to get pumped and stuff like that. See, that's, okay. like, the only re- that's the, like, the only way. I actually don't... I don't listen to Screamo, like, at all. I mean, I, yeah, I only listen to it, like, when I'm working out, or, like, I feel like... Mm-hmm. I understand that. You know I just mean? never find myself having a craving for Screamo, that's or, like, right. needing Screamo for a purpose for anything. Yeah. I mean, you didn't, like, play football or anything. Yeah, I didn't oh, do any oh, sports. When I was throwing shot put, I would for, like, the previ- like an hour before, and, like, doing, I would pace back and forth, smash a Nas, <laughs> which, is, which is, like, like a big-ass can of Nas. Smash a Nas! <laughs> and, like, okay, first of all, Nas is the shit. It's amazing. I've okay? never had it. It is... It, it's just an energy drink, right? Yeah, but it's Or is like, it more than just an energy drink? It's more than just an energy drink. It's like hard. It's an emotion. It's an, it is an emotion. And, like, people... Like, I don't... I can't pronounce half the ingredients. And they're all, like, labeled on the top of the can. It's like... Caffeine. Jaguar blood. Pretty much. It's all of that. And it's like... It tastes like jet fuel. <laughs> like, what I imagine jet fuel tastes like. So I think oh, it's just God. jet fuel. And you just, I just smashed a big ass can. It's the shit, then, but it tastes like absolute gasoline. Yeah, this is, yeah, the one time it made me run around the entire park. I was listening to Slipknot and drinking Nas, and I ran, I took a lap around the entire park before. It's a, it's a very, it's a very large park. Yeah. Too. So I it's would, like a decent sized yeah, park for those who don't know. That's where how it I is. get 
super fucking hype is Nas and Slipknot. Nas and Slipknot. It's an if you ever need, need if to... you ever need to get super 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 hyped up and just like super full of energy and like let's do this. If you need to grow horns, <laughs> if you Nas. need to become the protagonist from the Doom video game, Exa- yeah. If you need to murder someone, hell, play Doom while doing that. Drinking <gasps> Nas and listen to Slipknot. Oh my god, play Doom. We should stream that. Doom with we Nas should, and Slipknot. Doom with Nas and Slipknot. Oh, we should stream that. And God, see, and that like, would be almost like a social experiment. Like, I want to see how the test results go Yo, for this. Would, Just nod, slip, dangerous. Not do. That's dangerous. <laughs> that will increase your heart rate to oh, that yeah. of like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, dude, I would. That's how I'm gonna die one day. Is <laughs> nods and slip. That's that's how I'm gonna die. Nods and slip, not. That's how I'm gonna go out. He died as he lived <laughs> twice. <laughs> Good callback, oh, Lordy. Uh, it's your turn to look up a topic here. Okay, so you don't like Jack and Jill, or not Jack and Jill, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler in general. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie Jack and Jill because it looks like You will shit. hate Adam Sandler more if you watch <laughs> that. I watched it in theaters, and I Did think you that's really? why I hate him. Well, yeah, no shit, that's why you hate him. Because <laughs> I was a kid, and I had friends who were just like, this movie looks funny, let's go see it. And I went, I don't want to go see it, but I don't want to get in the way of my friends having fun, so I'll go see it with them. And I wanted to kill myself ten minutes into the movie. Okay, but have you ever seen The Waterboy or, like... Have you seen Waterboy? Yeah. It oh, wasn't yes. as bad, but I just didn't like it. Oh, okay, okay. So, today... Not every like... Adam Sandler movie is like, I fucking hate this and I fucking hate him. It's just yeah. like, I don't really care for this movie. Yeah, well, we can't watch any Adam Sandler after 2008. I've seen his earlier stuff, too, and I don't like it. Fair enough. But did, which one did you watch first, Jack and Joe or the other stuff? I watched... Some of the other stuff first, because oh, okay. I had a lot of I had a one friend back in like middle school who loved Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this is by Trans Transcendental Hoot. To today I learned uh, the movie Jack and Jill won an award in all ten categories of the thirty second Golden Raspberry Awards, which I think is <laughs> just a like, fucking raspberry for you. Yeah. What is, are the Golden Raspberry Awards just like? It sounds like I feel like a great value of the great value brand of the Oscars. Oh my god. Yeah, so this included Adam Sandler winning in both Worst Actor and Worst Actress. That's pretty impressive. Oh, well that's probably what the Golden Raspberry Award is. It's just a reward. It's an award show for the worst things in the movies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, well thank Christ. Someone finally gets it. Oh, the Golden Raspberry Awards is a mock award in recognition of the worst film. Every category. I want to see... There's a series that I keep seeing pop up on YouTube called The Search for the Worst. And it's this guy reviewing, like, terrible, terrible movies. Does he know that Jack and Jill won every award for being the worst? (laughs) Uh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. People still check that out at the library I work at. And I feel like we should serve that DVD with, like, a warning. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, you could rent this, or you could rent one of our other thousands of DVDs (laughs) that are better than this. That's awesome. So okay, so we got wanna, like Lego Batman in the back. That's better. <laughs> do you want to hear the Golden Raspberry Awards from this year? Absolutely. The worst picture, guess. Um, was Norma the North this year? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, fuck, worst picture. It's gonna be really obvious once you say yeah, it, isn't the it? The Emoji Movie. Fuck, you're right. I, okay. For, I think I tried blanking that out of memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst actress was Tyler Perry in Boo Two. <laughs> <laughs> Worst actress was Medea. <laughs> in Boo 2, a Medea. How do you the fuck do you say Medea? Medea? Medea Halloween. Uh, worst actor was Tom Cruise in The Mummy. 
Oh shit, they did reboot the mummy. Yeah. Um worst director was Tony Leondis in the Emoji movie. Worst screenplay, the Emoji movie. Worst supporting actor was Mel Gibson in Daddy's Home Two. Worst supporting Debatable subject. I know a lot of people who love both Daddy's Home movies. I don't care for any of them. I haven't seen either of them and uh I don't really plan on it. You know how you said I think you said this on the podcast a while ago, where Ohio as a state just has a thing for stepbrothers? Yeah. I think Ohio just has a thing for Will Farrell. That could very well be it. And for good reason. Will Ferrell's pretty good. There's some movies that he's good in. Like, he's more tolerable to me than Adam Sandler. Yeah. But... He hasn't really been anything good late, like, as of recent. Oh, totally. But, uh... What do you think? He probably peaked in Elf. That may be it. But he I watch that movie, peaked. like, every year, ten times, like, a That's day. That's it's Elf. Doesn't mean I can't get sick of it. <sighs> I want to watch other Christmas movies. No. <laughs> and that's what my mom says. <laughs> mom, I want to watch Rudolph or like, I don't know, You're That a Santa Claus. Nope, Elf for the 27th time. Are you really complaining about a, a digital masterpiece? <laughs> no, I'm not complaining about A Year Without a Santa Claus. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so uh, worst supporting actress, actress was Kim Basinger in Fifty Shades Darker. Worst screen couple slash ensembles, the Emoji Movie. Worst prequel remake ripoff was Fifty Shades Darker in the Barry Elf. Is Darker Dynasty. a prequel? Did you say prequel? Yeah. Well, worst prequel remake ripoff uh, or sequel. or sequel. Oh, okay. It was just cut off. Got it. Yeah. It looked like a prequel in the trailers. That's why I was curious. Oh, uh, worst picture in 2016 was Fifty Shades. Uh, this is actually great. Like, you can... I want to I start watching these. Me too, but I'm surprised you're not, like, upset about this because you actually like Fifty Shades of Grey. I said it was okay. I never said it was, like, the best mm. goddamn movie ever. You didn't say it was the best goddamn movie. You really wanted us to watch it, though. I wanted you to watch it because you judged it without watching it. You really wanted us to watch it, though. Yes, like, you, you were, can... like, super wanting us you to watch it. You were doing... You... you Listen, you're doing what I'm doing to Han Solo, or Solo. But Fifty Shades is like a guaranteed shit show because of its three Raspberry Awards. See, now I have to fucking look up the reviews and compare them. Oh, they're pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty bad. I'll give it a shot, but the way you wanted us to really watch this made it sound like you really liked this movie. I was never that excited about it. It sounded the story like was I'm not okay. saying I'm not saying you were, but the way you kept saying like you need to watch this fucking movie, you need to watch this movie. It sounded like you were like promoting the fuck out of this movie. Like I you think that was mostly because it. you guys were like, I'm not watching porn with you. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, that was Spencer. On. I was just saying I'm not watching fifty shred, fifty <laughs> charades, fifty charades of gray. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the reviews are pretty bad. Mm. I'm not saying it's it's like okay, it was better than I thought wasn't, like, the best movie ever. Okay. <laughs> it has worse, like, reviews than Solo. That makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Why didn't people boycott that? <laughs> because they expected porn and everyone read the book. <laughs> the, okay, the audience that went to see Fifty Shades were all single mothers and were probably wine drunk when they walked into the theater. C- half true. Half of them were drunk mothers. The other half were teenagers masturbating in the theater. Oh, you God, remember those articles, thing. and I know you remember them. Oh, if this podcast that. was around back then, we absolutely would have talked about that. In fact, I'm looking it up no. now. <laughs> there wasn't even that much to jerk it to. I know someone who did. I 
Do you really? I know someone who did. Who? Do you want me to name names right now? Because oh, I know the full name drop. of this person. <laughs> name drop. Actually, don't. I, I'm i actually trying to remember. Name. I know the last name. Okay. But then. I feel like that's a wider territory. <laughs> um, I knew this kid in high school. Well, I knew this kid. Okay. And I knew his brother. His brother did it. That's fucked. And his brother was in the same grade as us. I just forget his brother's name. But... I remember it was a, uh, it was the uh, brother that I hung out with saying like, yeah, dude, uh, my brother went to go see uh, Fifty Shades and he brought like he brought his girlfriend and like a blanket with him to like cover up in and he fucking jacked it, and I was like, yo, fuck off, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's like messed up. I don't, I don't know why people do that, but I'm certainly not about it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't want to be like seen in public going to see that movie. Also, if also that's kind of why I'm glad it's been out for a while, and like no one can judge you if you like secretly rent it on DVD, at, like Redbox. Yeah, just kind of yeah. cover up the screen, like I'm just getting Norm of the North, <laughs> or like I'm just getting fucking like. Would it be more Would it be more socially acceptable if someone saw you renting Fifty Shades or renting Jack and Jill? What would someone make fun of you more for renting? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Jack and Jill. <laughs> Probably <laughs> if I was caught. In public, with two with a DVD in my hand, and it had to be either Fifty Shades or Jack and Jill. It'd be Fifty Shades. Yeah, I'd be like, because you can at least play it off. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like. Oh yeah, I was just about to masturbate to this. Yeah, was is better than I'm going to watch Jack and Jill for viewing pleasure. It's kind of like the scene in a Spider-Man: Homecoming where the one kid's caught on like helping Spider-Man with in like the computer lab, and the uh-huh. teacher catches him. He's just like. I'm watching porn. Yeah. Like, it's easier to explain. Exactly. It's also, easier to get away with. Also, if, if I'm in your left ear now, it's because I switched sides because I had to plug in my computer. Does my microphone work like that? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find I'm gonna out. I'm going to wear headphones while listening to this. <laughs> Actually, no, it doesn't. Cause we're, it used to. It used to. Way back when we were doing, like, you know, uh, Skype. Skype. But now, That makes more sense. Never mind. Ignore that. I don't know anything about technology. I was going to say, we're sharing the same microphone. It should be picking up everything, regardless. Hush, if my dog, child. Hush, if, child. If my dog barks right now, which ear do you think they'll hear it in? The front ear. Also, the notice front. the nose. <laughs> the, the smelling ear. Okay, we're moving topics. Uh, I'll find one real quick. Oh, boy. Dom, what is the dumbest question someone has legitimately asked you? That is from underscore Frank a bang no to r slash ask reddit. A bag nail. What? Frank um, a hmm. bag nail. <sighs> dumbest question someone has legitimately asked you. I don't know. I know my sisters ask me a lot of dumb shit. Retweet. Actually, we can my phone because I have... I have <laughs> Document? <laughs> I think I have an example. Not what she asked me, but... Pulling out the receipts. Oh, yeah. Um, See, this one's a tough one. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of dumb people in my life. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can say the same. And my sister's not dumb, but but goddamn. <laughs> she ain't smart either. Um, <laughs> my sister Googled, this is, this is from her search history um, that her ex-boyfriend sent me previously. When's New Year's Eve? No, it's uh, when's New Year's Eve. New Year's, and then Eve. it's New Year's New Year's Eve. 
and then New Year's Eve, and then New Year's Eve. My sister had to Google when New Year's Eve is. Three times? Three times. She didn't know. She didn't know when Christ. New Year's Eve was. So I think that might be the dumbest thing. That's a, that's a good one. I don't think I have a dumb thing someone's asked me, but I've seen, like, I've seen something really dumb happen. Okay. Like, this past year in college. Okay. Where, like, it's not, like, it's not the dumbest thing ever, but it just kind of baffled me. Yeah. Where, it was my roommate and I, Matt, uh, we were laying in our beds watching TV, and he just goes, okay, what, what, <laughs> he just kind of looks at his phone, Aubrey, and, like, sum them up. He goes, I just got an email from my girlfriend, and it says, watch this YouTube video, and she emailed the link of the YouTube video separately. And I went, is it 2005? Can't you just, like, send you a text? <laughs> Email. Like, it was on his, like, Gmail account. It just said, hey, check this out. It was, like, a fucking spam. Or, it was. It seemed like it would have been spam or something. Uh-huh. But it was legitimately, like, his significant other emailing him saying, check out this sick meme I found or something oh like God. that. Uh, I was watching this video of these two guys who watched the Deadpool trailer nonstop until uh, Ryan Reynolds Skyped them. I saw that. And at, during one part of it, they watched it so long, they're so tired. Um, one of the guys, you know the scene where like he's chopping bullets with his sword? <laughs> one of the guys goes, do you think that was CGI? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my lord. Yo, what was that really like? Famous, like, Twitch live stream where it was, like, a bunch of, like, rappers playing Fortnite. Uh, Ninja and Drake and uh, somebody else that I can't remember at the moment. I think it was the other guy who we can't remember right now. Okay. Uh, they're playing Fortnite and that one guy goes, any of y'all know how to put on a band-aid in this game? <laughs> and Ninja and Drake start laughing and the guy goes, man, fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I know I know someone's a flat earther and uh, Ugh. that was pretty dumb. About this. That was pretty dumb. You know someone, I actually kind of wanted to bring this up, uh, you know someone who thinks every Pixar movie is just straight up made by Disney, or something like that. Okay, okay. I wanted this to talk, is, I wanted oh, to talk, talk about, about this, because I have a perfect analogy for like what actually happens, but I want you to go ahead and like, okay. talk about this. My good friend Jamie, sweet Jamie, uh, my first conversation with her was an argument over Pixar and Disney. It was a it was an argument about which is better. Mm. So she went and saw Incredibles two, mm. and er no she it was she was saw Incredibles two but that was later. But we we're talking about she posted Coco. on her Snapchat story about Coco and she's like, "It's such a good movie. It it brought me to my to my tears. It changed me emotionally." I never she's met not her. Southern. She's from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I've never met her in person, but I want to imagine that she sounds just like that. She sounds nothing like that. But uh, I like it's to make fun. beautiful. <laughs> and um, she, she said, Disney never fails. So I said, wait a second, bitch. This was Pixar. This was Pixar, and you acknowledge it was Pixar, and she just refused to acknowledge it was Pixar. So she goes... Pixar didn't do it. They just brought the animation to life. Disney had the storyline, and they literally just animated it. I'm like, no. Incorrect. Incorrect. Pixar is still Pixar. Pixar still has its own branch. They still make the movies. They still, you know, write. Mm -hmm. Animation major. Yeah. They still have, like, their own. They make the storylines. They do all of that. And then they just, Disney pretty much just slaps their name on it because they own it now because they get the money. And... She was like, are you sure? And she just had no fucking clue. She had no idea that's how it worked. 
So here's how I'm pretty sure this is how it works. Okay. Uh, except for like, uh, except for the older films that Pixar made, like before Disney bought Pixar, uh, Disney usually like gets an idea, or like Disney and Pixar both collab on an idea. Yeah. It's like someone like picture yourself in this situation. You're an artist. Yes. Someone wants you to do a commission. The person who wants the commission tells you what they want, yeah. and you work on everything else. Okay. Your Pixar, yeah. the person commissioning you is Disney, because Disney gives you a vague idea of what they want, mm. but you have to like come up with like the script, and the art style, and the character sheets, and the animation, yeah. and all of that. So they kind of give you like a basic And then you overview. give it to them, and they pay you, and then they pay you a little more when the movie comes out, but Disney just says... We did this. <laughs> They're a bad person that you send a commission to yeah. who don't credit the artist. Yeah. So Except they do because it's Disney. Disney Pixar. But Pi- you ever notice how Pixar is kind of like a smaller font when it's next to Disney? Yeah, because fuck you Disney, dude. That. So you think it was like, so for example, with Coco. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know what the plot of Coco is. Do you know uh, Disney said, is? hey, we got offered to do Book of Life, but we rejected it. But we saw it did good, so we're going to make one. Oh, okay. So... Make your own <laughs> book of life, and Pixar went okay, and they did it. And Pixar or and Disney went, thanks. I'm gonna get some of the money for this, and here's some for you too. Yeah, and um, how I, I like I define it to Jamie was okay. Say I have a house cleaning business. I clean a I a a, a, a home. Like start over. Uh-huh. A family pays me a hundred dollars to clean their house. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm like, Jamie, I will give you $20 to clean this house. So she cleans the house, and she does an amazing job. The family is brought to tears to how amazing their house is well cleaned. Like, it's the best cleaning job they've ever had in their whole life. They're pissing themselves. It's so good. Mm -hmm. They go, Dom, I can't believe how great you paid this house. Mm -hmm. Knowing full well, Jamie cleaned the house. That's how I said. And it's, it's like Jamie, like kind of in the background, going like, "Hey, I I helped," and it's you just kind of like blocking her way, just yeah. going like, uh, "Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. It means a lot to me." Yeah. And then so they know damn well <laughs> that Jamie cleaned the fucking house, but they only thank me, and that's why she was incorrect in that. Mini rent over. Disney can suck my dick. Disney has like ten percent of help in what they do in a Pixar movie, which is essentially just like, here's what we want. Go do it. And the other 90% is just Pixar. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody's sister asked how they were related to their grandparents. (laughs) That's something my sister would say. (laughs) Okay. This is not a really question, but this happened at drug Mart. A slight sidetrack off story. Drug Mart. Welcome back to tales of the crypt drug Mart edition. (laughs) Yeah. There's a sign in the office. That says, do not process this man's order. He's being scammed. This man is legit sending money to Nigeria. <laughs> like, this old, poor old man has been sending Aww. money to Nigeria. Because he found out he had a rich prince cousin or something that yeah. wants to, like, give him the family fortune. Yeah. and Like, it's sad, but it's like, oh my god. Like, that's so... Yeah. <sighs> I mean, he's totally being taken advantage of, which sucks. There's a, uh, something kind of similar to that that I saw recently, uh, 
on the H3H3 podcast okay. that I wanted to bring up. And it's a... Uh, there's an episode of Shark Tank. Okay. Where this guy walks in and he... It's like, he's kind of nervous about it. Like, he's, like, stuttering and stuff. He seems sweating a lot. Yeah. Uh, trying to explain his thing. And every, like, all of the sharks, just because they fully realized what he's trying to do here, they go, that's a pyramid scheme. We can't do that. Oh, yeah. I've seen and the that. guy's just kind of, like, explaining it. And to where he goes, like, no, 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 no. Like, here's the company at the top. You sharks are at the bottom tier. And then, like, the buyers are the tier below that, and then everyone else is the tier below that. And someone goes, yeah, like a pyramid. <laughs> and he's just at a loss for words. And everyone just goes, I'm not buying your product. <laughs> God. Okay, here's here's a question that somebody said. Carter? Dom? If you had a heart transplant, uh huh, would your memories go away? <laughs> would they? <laughs> Man, I love stupid people. Stupid <laughs> people make the world go around, honestly. Oh, uh, it's like watching The Simpsons. <laughs> God. Uh. Carter, you know any good bar argument to uh to spark up a fierce debate? Do I know any good arguments? Arguments. It, se- well, it seems like this, I'd be called. This should be throwing it back to, you know, the sentient Jeep and the men uh. hopped up on Adderall, kind of like that. Okay. Are there um, any good bar arguments? Here's some example. What's the largest animal you could beat in hand-to-hand combat, Carter? What do you think? Um, a crab. Uh, just like a small crab. I'm not strong. That's fair. Somebody <laughs> said. Somebody said a blue whale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hulk, calm down. Um, I think uh, they handle like a I don't know. dog. A do- like a small dog. Like like a pomeranian. Maybe a raccoon. Maybe a raccoon. Raccoon. Um. Like a really big slug. <laughs> no, fuck that. I'm running away from that. That sounds like something from D&D. Yeah, right. Just a two foot tall slug. How many chihuahuas do you think you could take in a fight? Is 50 chihuahuas too many? I was going to say like maybe 10 tops. 10? 10. Do I, I have can, any prep you can time? Knock out, you can <laughs> knock out 10 chihuahuas with one kick. <laughs> They're all huddled together. I have two chihuahuas. I could handle five Jeffries and five Lilas all at once. Just by spinning and kicking. (laughs) Do I have any perks in this situation? And do the dogs have any perks? No, regular chihuahuas, regular I'm just showing up, jeans and a t-shirt, fighting ten chihuahuas. I could say ten. Like, all of a sudden, there's ten chihuahuas. Like, you're walking down the street, you're getting mugged by ten chihuahuas. Like, I'm looking in the corner of the room right now, and ten little Lilas are just popped up, but they are ready to attack. I can take on 10 of them. Yeah, but what's the maximum, you think? 10. You don't think you could take 11? 11 could overwhelm me. <laughs> That's the line. I could take 20. I think I could 20. take 20 chihuahuas. <laughs> if they're Lila size. Jeffrey's a little bit bigger. Okay, that's a... I think I could take on 10 Jeffreys and 13 Lilas. Like, not together. Like, if I were to take on, like, a yeah. group of chihuahuas, like, I would choose between... Like, my two options would probably be 13 mm-hmm. Lilas or 10 Jeffries. See, the problem is, Jeffries a mix, and he has fire in his soul because he's a rescue. <laughs> so, yeah. Pure bread chihuahua... Pure bread chihuahua, I'd probably 20 to 25. 20 to 25? I'm going 13, like... Lila sized chihuahuas. I don't really Which know. Is like, like an good, average size. That's I've, like average, average chihuahua. Because okay. I didn't really know how to describe it. Because like someone listening at home could be looking at their chihuahua and it could be like a fucking like teacup 
chihuahua or some shit like yeah, that. No, it's like, oh, fucking size. ten of those? What a weak ass. Okay, if you could sell your fingers, the first going for 10,000, and the amount would multiply by 10 for each extra finger, how many would you sell? Crafting new fingers or getting any sort of prosthetics after would be prohibited. I think I would only sell my left pinky. You have pinky? Maybe so just get maybe the ten thousand. Maybe pinky finger and maybe right ring finger. So both pinkies or just the one pinky? Just the one pinky on my left hand. Mm-hmm. That's it for pinkies. Ring finger on my right hand. Yeah. And that's it. I think I would take left pinky, right pinky, right ring finger and get a million bucks. Cause here's what I'm thinking. Cause like whenever I'm drawing stuff. You know what? Both pinkies. Never mind about the ring finger. Okay. Because I'm trying to think, like, when I'm drawing something, I'm trying to picture, like, what fingers I need. So, like, right hand, you pretty much just can't take anything except the pinky. Yeah. So, I'm giving away the right pinky, and that's mm-hmm. it for the right hand. Uh, for left hand, I kind of want to keep my opposable thumbs to grab shit. Oh, you You, you gotta always got to keep your thumbs. Got to keep your thumbs. I was thinking about left ring finger, but what if I get married? Isn't that, like... The ring finger that yeah. you put rings on. Yeah. So I keep that. You can draw with three fingers. Ring finger on the right hand is like to keep the pencil in place. You At least for me. Fingers. You can do it three Yeah, but that's kind of like relearning how to draw at that point. You got to get used to what you've been given. Mm-hmm. Like if my right hand was just cut off, I wouldn't go into animation anymore. Yeah. I'd be useless. I would stay a stock person at Drug Mart for the rest of my life because I know I wouldn't be good at anything else. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I'm going but a million I can, bucks. I can I can get rid of the pinky because like in this situation, like the hand you make whenever you draw, pinky's just kind of hanging out doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Pinky's just resting on the paper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, using only the top five songs from any band, who would you consider the best? So you can't use all their songs, just the top five. Top five best band. Um. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. No, like I'm saying, like you take the five top songs and the five talks top songs define that band. You know what I mean? You go first, cause I'm still trying to figure out. Okay, so Queen, I'm looking up their top five songs: Bohemian Rhapsody, "Don't Stop Me Now," another one by Sadus, "Under Pressure," and "We Will Rock You," which is fucking insane. That's one hell of a lineup. Those are all really good. I might actually keep "Don't Stop Me Now" mm-hmm. out of them. I was going to think Led Zeppelin, but their top five aren't really my favorite ones. Okay. They got Stairway to Heaven, which mm. everybody knows. Immigrant Song, which everybody knows. Thank you, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Whole Lot of Love, Good Times, Bad Times, and Ramble On, which aren't really my favorite songs, surprisingly. Hey, yo, can I talk about this real quick? What? Uh... As of right now, my sister, mom, and dad are on a cruise ship. Yes. And I didn't go because I'm afraid of the ocean. Lainey sends me a picture of Star Wars The Last Jedi playing on a screen above the swimming pool on the cruise ship. Oh, and damn. Sh- and I'm going, yo, what the fuck? Speaking of cruise ships, I'm going to make you make it a little bit easy for you. Okay. Um, make, it, make it easy on you not going. Cruise ship workers of Reddit. This is by I'm Dude Kid. Mm-hmm. That's Reddit. Cruise ship workers of Reddit, what was the biggest oh shit moment on the boat that luckily passengers didn't find out at all? At all? See, I'm going to find out some of this stuff. Like, I already know I'm never going to go on a cruise boat. Yeah. Maybe if it's just kind of parked 
and not sailing anywhere. I'd yeah. walk on before it departs, and I'd be like, wow, this is really cool. I'm never staying on this floating hotel. And then I'd leave. Uh, this might be the thing that makes me go, I'm never stepping foot on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> Ever. Yeah. So, this will make you feel good about not going on a cruise. I'm going to text my sister about it. Yeah, just send her the link. <laughs> okay, so, uh, this one, a water pipe pipe burst in a storm and soaked all the spare toilet paper. This was on day two of a 14-day voyage to Antarctica. The cabin stewards had to swap around rolls of toilet paper between low-use and high-use guest cabins, and it came right down to the wire. None of the guests found out or realized now toilet paper is hidden in every cabin instead of a centralized location. Yeah. That's not, like... That's not, like, as drastic as I thought we were gonna go, but uh -huh. I, I can... Like, there's probably more of these in here where it's like, the ship probably almost sank, but we fixed it. Yeah. But that was just a big inconvenience. Mm -hmm. That was just kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, that's not going to be a thing where I'm like, man, I can't go on a boat ever again. What if they run out of TP? Yeah. Yeah, but can you imagine? It would be kind of shit. Yeah. But if it's not noticeable, uh -huh. like, apparently no one complained. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they, yeah, well, I mean, they're pretty good at covering shit up. Mm -hmm. So here's another good one that I was reading earlier. Our ship officers got a call from a ship of a completely different cruise line off the coast of Cozumel, Mexico. They found one of our passengers floating in the ocean. He wasn't even near the shore at all, just floating in open water. He was alive and perfectly fine. They reviewed the security footage, and in the middle of the night, this guy was drunk on deck five and could be seen holding his phone, dancing to music by himself. Then he climbed onto one of the lifeboats, lifeboats and did a running jump into the ocean left his phone on top of the lifeboat, and his body was so fluid from being drunk that he wasn't injured when he hit the water. <gasps> so, like, the cruise ship spotted him and rescued him. His family didn't know he was missing because he had booked a separate room. And then they told everyone that, like, a rogue wave pushed him off, but he was on deck five, so the wave would have been over 40 feet tall. This fuck. He literally just, um... He literally just jumped off the boat just for the hell of it. And it's just, like, floating in the middle of the ocean. Holy shit. Is that thunder? Damn. It'd be a storming outside. Yeah, it's raining. It's starting to rain a little bit. Yeah, Fuck. people that are fucking nuts. was a big nuts. thud. Um, this dude works for a cruise line on shore. He's assisted people who want to bury their loved ones at sea. Obviously, the bodies would have been cremated in the ashes of... Ashes wouldn't have to be in a biodegradable container. Can you imagine being on a cruise ship and someone just, like, throwing an urn off the side? <laughs> like, you're kind of, like, at the front of the ship doing the Titanic, like, I'm king of the world. And then you kind of, like, look behind you and see a crying man dumping a, <laughs> dumping an urn into the ocean. <laughs> oh, here's one. There are small fires in places like Kitchen that happen somewhat regularly. Lovely. Good. People drop dead all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on the nicer lines that are basically floating retirement homes. Ironically, oh it's when God. there's a survivable medical emergency that the guests become aware of it when they need to do an emergency evacuation on the bartender boat or helicopter. They one just the fucking drop? Yeah. Noroviruses. Grandpa Jerry happened. was just playing shuffleboard, and then one second later he was on the ground. No, noro, norovirus outbreaks happen regularly. That's a literal oh shit moment for some people. So, I hope you feel better about not going on the cruise. I'm gonna feel better for never going on a cruise ever again. Yeah. Or just ever, because I've never been on one before. Now you don't have to. 
Now I don't have to, with justifiable reason. Yeah. Instead of just, me no like the water. <laughs> me no likey the whales. Me, <laughs> me no likey the things in the ocean. Here's a... You see oh. a fucking anglerfish? Terrifying. Yo, the ocean is pretty fucked up. Isn't it a little weird? This is the, one of the main reasons I'm never gonna go in the middle of the ocean on a cruise. We more, we know no, we know more about like certain parts of outer space than we do our own ocean. Yeah. It's or it's like wild. we've explored more of space than we have our own ocean. Yeah, because the water pressure is just nuts after a while. What the fuck do you think's down there, dude? There's probably just fish that look like fucking Lovecraft monsters. There are fish that look like Lovecraft monsters. Imagine already. the ones we haven't found yet. Imagine actual Cthulhu at the fucking bottom. Yeah, really though. Hi, Clark. Oh, there's a dog. My buddy. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's some creepy shit. That's why I fucking hate the ocean. Yeah, but, like, you're not, like... You have God's monster factory down there. Yeah, I mean, sharks alone... Th that's another... Are, like, enough to be, like, concerned. Even though you're more likely to be killed by a cow. Oh, yeah, sure. I've heard... Hi, Clark. <laughs> Just walk right in front of the microphone, please. Uh, special guest today, because he's sitting between us now... <laughs> Clark Alderman. Yay. How you doing, buddy? Say hi, Clark. Give him belly rubs. Red Rocket fully sprung. Fucking put that back. Don't and, look at me like that. And on that note, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Done for the... Uh, it was... Congratulations, us, for not being, like, super late and publishing it at, like, 11.45. Yeah, honestly, it's almost 7 right now. Proud of us. Um, we should so, do that more often. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for, you know listening and it's uh, always a good part of a podcast <laughs> yeah. audience tell your friends spread the news of you know our glorious i don't know if i can really call it glorious it's maybe don't dumb. if we can't even find a definition for what we do no just do it anyways tell your friends do your thing because i don't know the thing you never know the thing you knew it once and <laughs> that's because you were like sleep drunk that's fair uh you can follow us on twitter at bedhead and bear See when we uh, post new episodes and stuff. Do the occasional funny tweet. On <laughs> occasion. Um, feel free to email us some questions or whatever, some stories, at, at our email, uh, bedheadandthebear at gmail.com. Uh, you're probably listening to us on SoundCloud again. If you are one of, like, I don't know, the non-existent people listening to us on CastBox, good Hello. for you. You're probably Hi. the first. <laughs> Proud. What if low-key, like, CastBox has been glitching this whole time, and we've actually been famous for two months? Wow. Dude, it's been, like... I know, I'm just saying, like, probably, oh, like, just, the past two months is oh, when, okay, like, okay. the spike in yeah. views has gone yeah. up. But we just don't know, because CastBox isn't telling us. CastBox, what the fuck? We, you know, I'm just gonna pretend that's the reason, though. Hmm? We're famous, bro. Famous. Thousands of people listen to us every Amazing. week. Amazing. And we appreciate all of you. Yeah, so, um, thanks for listening. Again, tell your friends, spread the word, because we want to grow. Yep. Help us grow. Like a beautiful little bedhead bear plant. Amazing analogy. And the audience is photosynthesis. <laughs> okay. I'm bedhead. I'm the bear. Thanks for See listening. <laughs>